Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Sunday, November 21st, and this is of course your daily financial news. A couple of quick announcements before we get into the news. First and foremost, we'll not be speaking with Laura Morby today at 8 o'clock. She is actually in Vegas with her husband Pace and children. Uh, Pace is speaking at the Thrive event uh, today. So uh, won't be able to speak with Laura at 8, but I will be doing a live stream from 8 to about 8.25. I have a topic that means a lot to me. I will be covering at 8 a.m. Uh, I will be finished by 8.25 because all of you need to go watch Matt, the Lumberjack Landlord, do his three-hour live stream. It is amazing that he does that for the real estate community. So I will not get in the way of that. I will go for 20 or 25 minutes on a topic that means a lot to me. Second, uh, about two months ago on my channel, I interviewed um, a Marine Uh, who had earned financial freedom, right? If you remember the story, uh, he lived in Germany. Uh, He had a, um, I think it was a a brain bleed of some kind, as I recall. And his story was really heartwarming, uh, really a story of focus and daily discipline, as I talk about. And right at the end of that video, I challenged him to release his book that he has been working on. And I'm happy to say that he has done just that between Halloween and Thanksgiving. The author, Jeremy Thompson, uh, the title of the book, The Point of Richness, A Guide to Financial Freedom and Personal personal Richness Through Real Estate. Uh, This is a gentleman that uh, deserves our attention. And again, at the end of the video, he said and committed to doing it. He did it, so I wanted to give him a shout-out. Jeremy, man, I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good time. And, of course, um, congratulations on writing and publishing your book. That is amazing. So a couple of interesting things today. Uh, A viewer of the channel uh, sent me an article about St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Paul, Minnesota is just the latest example of rent control gone wild. Folks, there's been a study by economists throughout history, and there is this joke. It's actually not really a joke, but bear with me. If you want to destroy a city, the greatest and most efficient way to destroy a city other than bombing, this is how bad this topic is, other than directly bombing it, is rent control. It just is. There is history uh, beyond history for this. So, St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, in the last couple of weeks, has approved the most strict rent control in the country. They have approved 3% max rent increases, and with a kick, a push, a punishment for new developers, they have included new construction. If you don't know rent control, typically gets done on existing homes. Typically, they say a decade or two older 
However, Minnesota, St. Paul said, none of that. We are going to hit everyone. So guess what happened within 24 hours? Developers who are putting their capital at risk in a crazy inflationary environment, they called up the city planner and canceled projects. Yes, folks, the most efficient way to destroy a city other than bombing is rent control. You get what you ask for. If you tell them they can't get a return on capital, they will not build. Your existing supply will age and fall apart. Congratulations, Minnesota, St. Paul. Uh, this rule goes into effect May 1st of next year. There is some hope that enough developers say, see ya, that they reverse it. But uh, we shall see. It's a very interesting time. Uh, next up, uh, we're starting to get some more um, evidence that what I've been talking about, this wage cycle is real. The power is with the people, labor unions, all of that. This is why I feel confident about saying inflation will be a multi-year thing. Low-wage workers have seen the most benefit. That should be obvious. What may not be obvious is that leisure and hospitality uh, have seen raises up of 13%. That's pretty cool, right? Talk about a... talk, Man, can you imagine? I mean, really. First off, if you're watching this and you work in leisure, hospitality, retail, shout out to you, right? The American public... Uh, can be kind of jerks sometimes. Uh, I worked in retail, both fast food, and I worked at Sears 12 years, I think. So I know exactly what it's like to sit at a cash register and talk to, can, uh, they, they, can, they, can ha- they can get cranky on the best day. I can only imagine the nonsense you must put up with um, having to be the mask police and all of that stuff. I feel for you. But thankfully, your wages have gone up an average of 13%. So I just want to tell you, I want to remind you, if you are not seeing these kinds of rent, or I'm sorry, wage increases, it is very simple. During your lunch break, go in the mall, go to another retailer, get a job app, you will get a raise. Just like that. So again, uh, very interesting stuff. And again, remember the average worker has seen a 5.1% bump in wages. In an environment where inflation is 6.2, you are going backwards. I wish the government would talk about it, but they won't. Because they don't want to lose your vote. This is all about being reelected. Inflation is a tax. Inflation is a tax. And one more time, inflation is a tax. Uh, we are talking about the holiday season for 2021. It will be different than the last two. Uh, right now, people are looking at this holiday season and seeing a couple of things. First, people expect to shop in stores more than online. Right, The last year has very much been an Amazon an Etsy, an eBay, whatever, your, your favorite site. Shopping, a lot more stores. And I can tell you this is true. I went to a mall yesterday. It was packed. It wasn't even freaking Black Friday yet. It took me 25 minutes to park. It was crazy. So again, a lot more people going to stores, and I can say that is true yesterday. Next up, buy now, pay later is going to take off this year. Folks, this is financial destruction. This is toxic. If you do buy now, pay later, 
just realize you are selling your future. I have a course called Get Your Money Right. You are selling your future. The thing that I, one of the many things I try to teach in that course is you are selling your future. Stop selling your future. Buy now, pay later is perhaps, will very soon be something Dave Ramsey rants about, and I hope he does. Dave Ramsey and I don't see eye to eye on lots of things, but when you pay 20% on something, it's nuts. Folks, I told you a story. I'm, I, I'm in a pretty good spot. So one time, I looked at what it would cost to go sit at the Warriors courtside, like front row courtside. I forget the exact number, but let's call it two grand a seat. I looked at the bottom of the corner. It said, buy now, pay later. I'm like, I talk about it all this time. What's it all about? Basically, they would let me sit there for 400 bucks times 12. So I get to go enjoy the event, and then I got to pay for it for 12 months, and I pay two and a half times. Buy now, pay later is financial destruction. Stop selling your future. You are in the rat race. If you're digging a hole, stop digging. Okay, rant over. I'm sorry. Next up, there is a greater focus, I'm thankful to say, on experiences versus stuff. That is an awesome thing to see. Again, make memories. Uh, This is a great regret I have and write about in my first book, not going back and being able to see where we were at as we built our portfolio. And then finally, for retailers, retailers are going to have a spectacular Q4, so don't get head faked. They have less inventory. They are not discounting. They are not. Has anybody seen holiday ads yet? I haven't seen a freaking retailer with an ad yet. That is real money they are saving. You know how many millions of dollars they spend on ads? I haven't seen a single one. Have I seen one? No, I haven't seen a single one. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I still haven't seen any. It's crazy. And they are going to discount less. Crazy. Uh. Don't know if you're watching what's going on in the country of Turkey. Uh, Turkey right now, um, their government is destroying their currency uh, on steroids. Uh, when I look at Turkey, and if I was a resident, if I was a resident of Turkey and I could find a way to buy Bitcoin, I would buy Bitcoin. Uh, you've got to, the the. It is very clear that. Um, they're on the path of Venezuela, uh, Weimar Republic, uh, you know, all of these other countries. If I was, again, if I was a Turkey's, Turkey's, Turkish, Turkish, I would be, I would get everything I own and I would try to find a way to go get some Bitcoin. I just would. They're destroying the currency. It's going to go to zero. And I would, I would get out of that. I, I would sell everything. That's not, it's not good what's going on there. Um, There's a quote that really summarizes, really hit me hard. Um, You remember what is earned, not what is given. This is why, again, I will be on Pace Morby's Sunday service this evening. We're going to go through how to learn your market from scratch. This is why my course is built for you to build your spreadsheet. I tell you how to do it. I tell your buy box. We do daily disciplines. You get a little better every day. You, yes, you right there. You will be building your spreadsheet and you will be learning your market. You're going to earn it. 
Yes, I give you my spreadsheet, but it's not about my spreadsheet. You need to make a spreadsheet that is good for you. The only thing that you and I will have in common on the spreadsheet required is the last column, yield. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, buy the course, get in the group, let's start changing the future. But yes, other than that, everybody's spreadsheet looks different. There is no right spreadsheet. There's only one required column, yield, because that is how we compare deals. Again, you remember what is earned, not what is given. Do the work. Daily discipline. Here's the deal. Um, this is why Q4 is going to uh, blow people away as far as expectations. I want to ask you a very simple question. Follow my logic here. What happens when you give people money, give people money, and then you yell, shortage, shortage, shortage. You gave them money, so it's like play money to them. You scream shortage, they rush to the stores, they buy everything, and they pay retail. Because again, buying something for retail instead of waiting for a discount makes sense because if you think it won't be there, there'll be no discount. So this is why retailers are going to just crush it. It's going to be stupid Q4s. And then we are going to have a hangover. Once the money is spent, it's gone. Once you sign up for buy now, pay later, you've sold your future. I don't know if it's Q1. Q1 may be too soon because we'll have some leftovers. But man, Q2 is going to be rough next year. I do think we have, uh, I think the business cycle takes over and we have some, we have, we're in a recession next year. Brings up Kathy Wood. Good old Kathy Wood says, as long as we don't fall into a recession, we are in a long-term bull market. Okay, I think we have a recession next year. There we go. Don't know if you're seeing what's going on in San Francisco, but that uh, via, via the leadership in the city, uh, theft has become a thing. Organized theft has become a thing. And uh, now they're telling residents, ah, don't worry about it. It's the price you pay. And uh, again, we are seeing businesses just leave. CVS is closing down more stores uh, after, uh, uh, I guess, Louis Vuitton and some others got hit over the weekend or last week or whatnot. It's, um, it's, it's pretty bad when you basically say theft is not punished. It's wonder what happens. Don't know if you've heard of the TINA trade. I actually had not. This is a new acronym for me, T-I-N-A. There is no alternative. This is a very risky attitude to take as an individual investor, right? Bonds are actually negative. Uh, crypto is way up. Real estate's way up. And then you just keep piling into stocks. That is risky. Uh, but I get it, right? No, there is no alternative. The Tina trade makes sense. Uh, this is why it's uncomfortable to hold cash. One of the questions I got yesterday in the daily, no, in the uh, live stream was, what do you do? Uh, you know, what happens, you know, the market's up, I don't know, 100% or whatever it's up. Don't you feel bad? Nope, not one bit. It's not my thing. I hope, I hope stocks go up 1,000%. Your win is not my success. Uh, but yes, this is... Um, it's just interesting. And then I think about Warren Buffett, Jamie Dimon. What did those two men tell us in the last four months? 
First, they've admitted publicly on the record that they are sitting on more cash than they ever, like record amounts. That should get your attention. Those two gentlemen know that inflation is real. Those two gentlemen know they are losing uh, purchasing power. What are they waiting for? They're waiting for a sale. They're waiting for the retail investors to get washed out. They're waiting for this or that accident. Warren Buffett extracted a king's ransom from Goldman Sachs in the last crash. Goldman Sachs, if you don't know who they are, they are often featured as the number one um, bank on Wall Street. It got so bad, they had to come begging to Warren Buffett and paid a king's ransom for cash. I think Jamie Dimon and Warren Buffett sitting on cash and being ready to wait is a telling story. It's why I've taken a couple of dollars and put them aside and I will gladly let inflation eat at them for a year or two. And if I don't find a deal, then I'll pay off the mortgage. It is that simple. And then finally, I want to cover Powell versus Brainerd. Remember what we said? I think I said Thursday, or maybe it was Friday. I think it was Thursday. If the announcement that Powell, uh, if the announcement came before the market closed Friday, the answer was Powell. If the market, if the announcement came after the market closed, it was Brainerd. My thinking was Brainerd would surprise the market. The odds were 70-30, so they would announce after hours. Lo and behold, he can't make a decision. He told us you will have a decision shortly. Then he told us we would have a decision in four days. Now it's like, eh, I'll wait. What's up, dude? You're the president of the United States. Make a decision. What are you waiting for? My guess actually is he is waiting for numbers to post in December. He wants to see how bad inflation is. That's my guess. But folks, but... Don't tell us you're going to make a decision and then not make a decision. That makes you look um, undecisive. Yeah, let's say undecisive. I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a giving mood this morning. We'll say undecisive. So folks, I don't know what this means. I do think it comes down to the inflation numbers that will be reported in early December. Basically, if inflation rolls over, uh, they will keep uh, Powell. If inflation runs Wild, they may replace and say now is the time. This is, yeah, I still think it's going to be Brainerd, even though the market says 70-30 the other way. I think, I think frankly, the stock trading fiasco, which is, um, I guess, technically legal, but it shouldn't be, is, uh, is the reason he'll be gone. Elizabeth Warren calling him a dangerous man is not a good thing. Frankly, if I was Powell, I would give my resignation and be gone, right? I'd pro- Well, let's be clear. I would finish my term. If I was Powell, let's be clear. If I was Powell, I would send a letter to the president saying, I will finish my term. Thank you for the opportunity. I love serving the American people, blah, blah, blah. I am not seeking renomination. I would not want to be the head of the Fed heading into the environment we are about to have. I would not want that on my name. But that's what I would do. Powell is far more of a stand-up guy than me, I am sure. Uh, but we'll see. Again, if you want to leave a guest below, Powell or Brainerd, let me know. My money's on Brainerd. Now, let's be clear. My money's on Brainerd, but I hope for Powell. I think the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. But again, that's what I'm thinking. So 
Take care of yourself, folks. Have a wonderful day. Remember, 8 a.m., I will be going for about 20 minutes on a topic that means a lot to me. Uh, and then again, if you are a fan of Pace Morby, I will be on Sunday service tonight. Take care.